Exercise can be hard to begin and hard to stick at. You might set a New Year's resolution and wonder halfway through the year, what happened to that? We speak to Nari Swan, who was in the exact same situation. A doctor, a mum. Now, five years later, she's loving her exercise of choice. We learn what helped get her started, what helped her continue that journey. It's a story that will inspire you to find an exercise routine that you will actually enjoy. You're listening to the Figuring Life Out Together podcast. If you're interested in learning from other people, that's what this is all about. Click subscribe and check out some of our other podcasts. Let's go to the interview with Nari about getting started with exercise now. Nari, great to have you with us today. Thanks, Tom. Uh, tell us uh, three things about yourself. I'm a GP. That's what I do uh, three and a half days a week. Um, I'm married to Nathan. We have two sons who are called Samuel and Noah. So they're 14 and 12 at the moment. And swimming is one of my hobbies. Excellent. What's your favourite thing about being a GP? I just like being able to follow people through over a longer period of time. So when I was looking at what I wanted to do in medicine, I thought I wanted to work in my hometown, which is Ipswich, this is where I was born. And I also like the idea about being able to follow people up over the longer term so that you were seeing children as they were growing up and people through over the course of health conditions that they were dealing with and just seeing that development over time. Hmm. So. Tell me how you got into swimming. Swimming. So I had swum when I was a kid. We did club swimming and I always enjoyed swimming, enjoyed um, being at the beach and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, later on, I wasn't able to swim quite as regularly or wasn't finding the time to do it. But um, I think during a stint where I was in Chinchilla for six months, I was having to live out there by myself yeah. during the week while Nathan was at home um, for part of my training. So one of the things I did was go to the pool and mm -hmm. swam there regularly over that time. Um, did it again when I was pregnant with my first child. Mm -hmm. After that, I guess it kind of fell by the wayside with young children. Um, but mm. then later on, I was getting to a point where I was giving out advice regularly to patients about their health and exercise and diet and things like that, but feeling a bit guilty on the side that I wasn't really doing a lot for my own yes. physical fitness. I was walking a few times a week perhaps, mm -hmm. but then I think the cracks came one day when um, I did a gave my mother a trip to Mount Tambourine to do the high ropes course there, mm -hmm. and to my shock, I got stuck on a... Um, net, cargo net yeah. that you had to swing across, you yeah. strapped up in your harness, but then I realised I didn't have the strength to pull myself up to unhook the harness. It was rather embarrassing hanging there for several minutes trying to figure out how to mm. get off this thing. Um, in that moment I realised how poor my upper body strength mm -hmm. was and made a commitment then and there that I was going to do something about it. So yeah. I decided I was going to go back to the pool, mm -hmm. bought myself a 20 visit pass so right. I would yeah. not want to waste yeah. it. Um, I started swimming twice a week, um, mm. initially smaller distances, but then just gradually building up mm. over time. So you didn't really have a plan on how far you'd aim for at the start, you just thought, I'll start and... I thought so, yeah. I'd been swimming fairly regularly with the kids, just recreationally, so um, I was quite surprised the first time that I was actually able to swim a total distance of 
one kilometre, mm. but that was stopping every one to two laps. Yeah. So I was actually amazed that my breathing wasn't too hard up at that mm. point in time. So I thought, well, that's not a bad start and I'll just go from there and see how I go. Mm. So I guess out of all the forms of exercise, swimming had the most appeal to you, would you say? Yes, I've always enjoyed being in the water and find that yeah. more relaxing. Um, Do you think that's important for people to find the thing that suits them? I think so. There'd been um, several times where I'd tried running, but I don't love running. Yeah. I know that's one of your passions. But <laughs> um, I think several years before I started the swimming, I'd actually thought that I might train for a park-to-park -park 5K yeah. run. Um, the one week into it, my knee was had ballooned out, <laughs> quite swollen, quite sore. Yeah. I'd done too much too soon mm -hmm. and I suspected torn a meniscus oh, in my no. knee. So I decided running was that not going to be my thing after that. So, yeah. um, And plus I wasn't quite game to run on it after that in case I did more damage. But I thought, yeah. surely in the pool, I'm not going to do anything to my knee. Mm -hmm. Surely you can't hurt yourself swimming. <laughs> yeah. So how did you notice much difference mm. after beginning the swimming? To your general well-being in life? Yes, so definitely a few months after I had started I realised several things. Um, one was that I'd actually gained weight. So I got on the scales realised I'd gained a couple of kilograms, so um, which I believe was actually muscle building up that I didn't have before. Mm -hmm. um, I realised that I was actually starting to feel more relaxed overall, wasn't stressing yep. about things oh, that's good. quite as much yeah. and I actually had a lot more energy too. So. Previously, if I took the kids down the park and mm -hmm. spent a while there, when I came back, I felt like I needed a nap. Yeah. But once I'd been regularly swimming for a while, I felt like I had much more energy just to do day-to-day -day things mm -hmm. as well. Mm. And apart from physical well-being, was there other ripple effects of, of the exercise? I think um, just building some confidence mm. in myself and being able to um, grow and develop in something even at an older age. So I think... Um, a lot of the time when you're your kid, you're sort of in competitive environments where yeah. the aim is to <laughs> try and get a better time and things like that. Yeah. But um, as an adult, just starting out doing it for enjoyment mm. was good. Um, it was good being able to take it at my own pace. And um, I think over time, just realising that I could actually learn things about swimming technique that mm. I hadn't really been taught or realised as a kid and that I was actually progressing and getting mm. better. And that was actually quite motivating yeah. in itself. Mm. So you... What you're doing with your swimming now is, would impress a lot of people who are, aren't into that. Um, what what sort of things are you doing with your swimming now? Okay, so um, so about three years ago, I was getting a bit bored with just swimming laps and needed a bit of a goal or a challenge. So I was thinking that I wanted to perhaps do something that was more of a longer distance. I wasn't really wanting to do master swimming races, which are often sort of 50 to 200 metres mm -hmm. or so in that kind of atmosphere that we had at carnivals when we were a kid. But I thought I wanted to do the longer distance. So I found out about some of the ocean swims that were on the coast. And um, there was one coming up at Noosa, which was a beautiful place to swim. Um, they had a one kilometre starting event. So for people who are just new into mm -hmm. the sport or trying it for the first time. Um, I looked up what sort of times people were doing and realised people of all different abilities were doing it. It wasn't just super fast swimmers, it was average mm. swimmers and even people who are obviously just doing it for a challenge to complete the distance. Yeah. Um, and thought, well, I could actually give that a go. Yeah, I like you, the ocean, so. Do you think it's a yeah. fear for many people just beginning that they won't be able to keep up, that they won't be good enough 
and so they don't enter these sorts of things. Yeah, that's right. And But I guess when I put it in the perspective of, well, don't compare yourself to other people. Mm. Do this because it's a goal that you want to do and mm. just make it the goal that you want to be able to complete a one yeah. kilometre swim safely mm. and enjoy it. So that, that was good. So at that point in time, I had actually swam a kilometre continuously in the pool, realised mm -hmm. that I could do it. Mm -hmm. So um, I hadn't actually done any of the actual ocean swims in the yeah, ocean. So yeah. my first time actually doing an ocean swim was during my first race. So <laughs> that was a little bit intimidating mm. and quite nerve-wracking standing on the starting line. But I enjoyed it. It was a really well-run event with um, good support and safety mm -hmm. personnel out on the water. They were very encouraging and they were just encouraging everybody to just give it a go. So Yeah. It was good. And I guess you felt... A sense of accomplishment after that would you would you say you were satisfied with that level or you felt like now I can go and try something even even more well I guess I wanted to improve and push myself a bit more yeah. after that so yeah. I guess um, one of my first goals was simply to be able to swim a kilometer in under 20 minutes mm -hmm. in the pool and um, I had accomplished that just in the lead up to doing mm -hmm. my first 1k swim um, which at that point in time, leading up to that, there'd been a number of months where I'd been quite stagnant, wasn't really making much progress and thought, well, maybe I'm never actually going to do that. But as soon as I started swimming three times a week instead of twice mm -hmm. a week, I immediately improved and it just happened. Then yeah. uh, next step I took was to actually go and get my stroke filmed. There's yeah. a man in something called Effortless Swimming who travels around Australia, does swimming clinics, um, teaches you about freestyle technique, films you under the water, mm -hmm. on top of the water, gives you good feedback and that really helped mm. with my strike technique and led to um, quite a big improvement quite quickly just mm. with getting this technique corrected. Um, I was starting to look at, well, how do you train, actually train for mm -hmm. longer distances and learning some more about interval training, um, building up to building your fitness as well. Um, I think at first I was just trying to do four sets of 100 metres with a bit of a break in between. At that point in time, that was quite hard on my heart rate and I feel yeah. quite exhausted just yeah. doing that. Um, but gradually over time, I learned how do you pick the pace that you need to swim at, building up to doing 10 of those in a row and accomplishing that and then just bringing down my 1K time gradually. Um, then I wanted to push myself perhaps and get out of the 1k and perhaps do the 2k so two years later I had worked towards the 2k goal and um, participated in a couple of ocean swims of two kilometers in length and then I thought well maybe just maybe I could do the 5k one day which was the longest distance yeah. at that point in time being offered at the events that I'd been to. Hmm. So you set some goals and little by little you worked your way up you got some coaching yes so I'm sure that would yeah be helpful um, What's the key to maintaining motivation? I'm sure it's not easy. Mm. Um, swimming three times a week, is that what you still do? Yes, yep. so so mostly three times a how week. How do you maintain the motivation, especially on cold, dark mornings to get out of bed? Uh, well, I think I actually want to swim these days and I don't want to miss out on my swimming because mm. um, it's actually become part of what I do just by making it part mm -hmm. of the routine. Um, the first challenge was actually just finding ways to fit it into yeah. life and just making a commitment. Mm. to that. Um, I guess working part-time helps with that. It's usually Tuesday's my day off so I can do a longer swim on that day. Thursdays I work half to three quarters of a day so I'll usually fit in a session then and then just committing to working around what mm. we're doing on the weekend to doing another swim. Mm. Then so once I was in the pattern of doing it regularly um, it just kind of be became part of yep. what I was doing. I guess same way some people 
yeah. regularly go for their walks or runs or mm -hmm. go to the gym. Um, yeah, so it, the hardest part was starting, would you say? I think so. And then I think once you make it a habit and something that you actually look forward to, you want to do it. So in the past, I never, a few years ago, I would have thought anybody going to the pool at 5am in winter was completely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people now who <laughs> will do, that. do yeah. that if I need to. Um, obviously, I prefer to swim during the day when it's a bit warmer if I can, but yeah. if the schedule for the week means that I can't make mm. it these days, I'll actually look for a way to get to the pool earlier. Mm. So that I can. I figured, found out it wasn't so bad. The pool's quite warm at that time because I've only just taken the covers off. Yeah. Is there anything that swimming's taught you about life? I think um, certainly perseverance. Yeah. So that was um, something that, and I think also just that, um, I think just about making habits. Um, if you want to do something and you want it to be good for you, then just sort of setting little goals. And once you've achieved smaller goals, then you can sort of set another goal a little bit further ahead and just step by step you can build up what you're doing. Um, I think just perseverance, um, also learning that at any age we've always got things that we can learn and we can always improve as well. I think that happens across a wide range of facets hmm. in life too. And I think um, for myself, I think previously I hadn't really been wanting to take time out because as a mum I always felt a bit guilty about whether I took time away from kids or yeah. family that mm. it would be a bit selfish to mm. kind of put that much time into myself but then I realized look if I look after myself as well and do something for enjoyment I feel a bit more relaxed and happier and better equipped to put more into mm. so have you noticed my kids notice that work. Do, you yeah. feel, do you feel that you um, are a better parent since devoting this little bit of time to yourself or I think it just helps to gain a perspective that that's okay, okay. Yep. to do it and just to be a bit more balanced in yeah. how I look at life and yep. what I'm doing. Yeah, I guess I'm on the flip side of that also just, just got to watch that yes. not putting too much time mm. into the swimming or making an obsession. Um, but mm. I think it's been, been good overall. It's been good overall. So how long have you been swimming now? Uh, be about you... five and a half years now yep. since mm. I committed to doing it regularly. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. And I'm interested, uh, you know, we've talked briefly about some flow-on effects, but mm. there's uh, different sides to health, you know, emotional health and mental health, spiritual health. Um, yeah. Do you think starting with physical exercise has helped in any of those areas for you? Uh, well, I think it was something that I kind of needed to do to balance out other areas mm -hmm. of life as well so um, yeah definitely there's big um, emphasis on having a balance in our approach to health these days mm -hmm. and more of the um, integrating sort of social aspects and psychological aspects as well mental health is certainly a big thing that I see as a mm -hmm. GP um, but I think yes if we focus too much on one aspect yeah. of our health but neglect some of yes. the other areas and mm. I think certainly we can be missing out on yes. what we need to fully yeah. develop as people. So for you it's about well. the balancing the different areas? I think so, yeah. Yes. Um, I guess prior to swimming, yes, I've certainly always been very regular with um, doing my Bible reading and devotions, coming to church, having time for prayer and things like that, um, which is all good and I've found ways to make that a pattern in my life, um, but then I also needed to find a way to make physical mm -hmm. exercise um, an important mm. part of my life as well. 
So just watching what I was eating and learning things about that. And when you have kids, you certainly start to realise how much bad habits you sometimes have in your diet when you're wanting to teach them yes. healthy eating habits. Mm. So always having to reassess those yes. sorts of things mm. as well. So I think um, often often it's about having a bit of a balanced yep. approach to that as well. And uh, you mentioned sort of being an example for your kids. Um, do you find it easier to prescribe exercise to patients now that you are seeing the benefits of it? I think so because um, you can also talk to them about how to get started, um, how mm. to set sort of smaller goals to start off with. I think also just talking to people about well, what, do you, what do you enjoy doing or what do you think you would enjoy doing. So it's no use somebody going and trying to swim lots of the pool if they hate the water yeah. <laughs> or scared yeah. of drowning or something. Um, but for some people they would like to have a treadmill at home and do that while they mm. listen to something or watch something. Mm. Um, other people like to get out and walk because that clears mm. their minds. So it's usually trying to help them find something that, mm. that they would enjoy as well. And like you, it might be something from their childhood that they enjoy mm. into sport or something that might give them a clue into what that is. That's think? right. Yeah. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, through your work as a, a GP, what do you think are, the big health issues generally in in our society here? Yeah, so um, certainly in Australia, I think um, mental health is something that I spend mm -hmm. a lot of my time yeah, yeah. on. I would estimate probably at least a third of each day mm -hmm. is spent on that. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm seeing people for long-term physical problems, there's often a mental health aspect right. to that that comes in as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think as our population ages as well, we're seeing a lot more of the chronic diseases yeah. cropping up so often it's often it's um, about preventative health as well mm -hmm. so trying to look at those things that might be risk factors for things like heart disease diabetes mm -hmm. or stroke and helping mm -hmm. people address those um, which might be blood pressure high cholesterol mm -hmm. smoking inactivity things like that um, and trying to help people change some of those things which may have a payoff in the longer term mm -hmm. um, I also see a lot of children as well so I think a lot of developmental issues are quite prevalent these days for our mm. young children right. and um, yeah. probably as um, that's become sort of more recognised as well right. with, um, knowledge around ADHD and mm -hmm. autism and other developmental um, right. things that may affect children as well we're seeing more and more of that. Do you think that's yeah. an increase in it or just an increase in awareness? Increase in awareness I yeah. think because mm -hmm. um, there's certainly been more research and work on it more publications mm of information about it, um, a greater understanding, I mm. think, in schools and yeah. um, in the general community mm. as well, um, which makes it something that you can actually go and get yes. some help for, which is which is good. Mm. It's pretty important, mm. um, I guess, that people are talking about these things. Mental health, I guess, was another thing that was ignored in the past in many yes. areas, and now that it's talked about, people are getting help. Yeah, I certainly believe so. Um, so I think even I think it's probably about 17 years since I would have started as a registrar in general yeah. practice. And I think even in that time, I've seen a shift in terms of more people being willing to come and talk about mm -hmm. their mental health. Whereas I think sort of early on, there's a lot of conversations where you had to actually tell people what the stats were yeah. on mental health and for them to actually realise that it was a fairly common, mm. common thing. thing that does affect people. Yeah. Mm. And that'd be the same for exercise and people's awareness of different types and the importance of it, that the more people are talking about it, the more likely, I guess, 
the general population will become more interested in it. I think so, and uh, I think certainly, I guess one encouraging thing that I see is sort of older people who are often taking up yeah. physical exercise with, I think, classes being mm -hmm. developed specifically targeted for people yeah. in the older age group as well. I think also a lot of the gyms realising that a clientele is not necessarily the young 20-something mm -hmm. strong people who can pump yeah. out a lot of weight or mm -hmm. do a lot of reps, but um, employing exercise physiologists to help people learn to use the equipment safely and mm -hmm. follow an exercise program that's suited to what their goals are, what their mm -hmm. needs are. It's never too late to to start because oh, I think a lot of people would think, well, I'm 70, I'm not going to start something now, but you'd say that's not oh, too late? No, I don't think so. And I think certainly some of the things, like, I guess during lockdown, I became more aware mm -hmm. of that when I couldn't go to the pool. Yes. Needed to look for alternative forms yeah. of exercise. Um, was doing sort of just some, I guess we call it dry land training if you're a swimmer. Yeah. But um, just looking at things like push-up variations, for example, and um, people had made videos where they showed wall push-ups or chair push-ups for mm -hmm. people who might be a bit older or may not have the strength to do a full push-up, mm -hmm. realising you can adapt a lot of the exercises for that. Um, speaking to physios who maybe their job might be in rehabilitation wards helping elderly people who've had a fall or recovering from a stroke or mm -hmm. a fracture in the hip or knee operation where they simply need to be able to get up out of a chair. Mm -hmm. So their exercises might be that they've got to do 10 stand-up sit-down into yeah. a chair. But you can always do something to help mm. improve no matter what um, situation you're in mm. or your age. And then I met an 88-year-old gentleman who came in to see me one day, had his gym shoes and socks on. He'd just come from his gym class with those young ladies yeah. in their 50s. Yeah, <laughs> so, <right>. so <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I want to be like you. So. Yeah. Um, there's probably people listening that know they should be exercising and eating healthier mm. and They've had a few goes, but it's never quite stuck. They just don't quite have the motivation. Um, and they're listening right now and think, yeah, I should do something. Um, but it's that should rather than they want to. What would you say to someone like that? Yeah, so um, I think it's hard when there's no motivation, but I think you've got to kind of almost find a motivation okay. to do it. It's easier to do something if we know why we want to do it yeah. as well, or even a reason yeah. to do it. And I believe, like I said before, um, finding a goal that you can actually achieve. So for example, for some people I might say, look, start with trying three times a week that you might walk 10 mm -hmm. minutes, mm -hmm. then do that for a couple of weeks, and then you add a bit of time mm -hmm. to that, and you keep going until you can do a 30-minute mm -hmm. walk. Yeah. Um, for different people it's going to be different things that they do but I think again also choosing something that you want to do yes. as well um, it's going to be pretty hard to keep doing it if you hate it so yeah. I th think it's always got to be some way to motivate yourself to do it mm. and also having I guess I'm not averse to having little rewards <laughs> for yeah. yourself when I, when I achieve this then, then I can do this so. yeah that's good. yeah um, what about the social aspect of it do you think that's important I think so. So for some people, um, it might actually be that they need to walk with a partner or a friend. Um, mm -hmm. That can be quite motivating. I've seen ladies in the pool who <laughs> do kick sets. They get kickboards and they swim three abreast, yeah. kicking up and down the lane, but they have a chat yeah. while they're doing it. Um, there's also quite a big group that meets for uh, aqua class mm -hmm. as well. So um, I think that's important for a social aspect for some of our mm. older people who might be a bit 
more socially isolated if they're retired and not working mm -hmm. so much. But a lot of those ladies will come and arrive a good 45 minutes before the class even starts and they just get in the water and chat while, mm. <laughs> while they're waiting for the class. So, mm. Do you have a um, last question? Any, any goals now? But looking ahead, you've already achieved a fair bit with your swimming. Yes, so I achieved my first 5k swim this year, so I think um, heading into next season I'm aiming to get a bit more confidence in the actual ocean, so I'm looking to go down with the Gold Coast Open Water Swimming Club and try and get a few swims mm -hmm. in there, a bit more effort to get there, but I did my first swim with them a couple of weeks ago and really enjoyed it, so I think I'll be trying for that. Um, I think I'm just trying to improve my technique and get my times down a bit more. Um, I think next season I'll probably be mostly focused on the 2 to 5k yeah. swims. Um, eventually I think I'd like to attempt to 10k because that's marathon right. distance in yeah. the swimming world. That sounds like something that's a bit further ahead yet, but mm. I'm thinking if I Take it step it. by step again, I yeah. can perhaps achieve that. I didn't think I'd achieve a 5K five years ago when yeah. I saw somebody doing it for the first time, but I've done it. So. Well, it's inspiring, yeah. Nari. Thank you for chatting with us and just encouraging everyone listening uh, to keep going or get started. Thank you. If you found that inspiring, please let Nari know in the comments below. Take the time to do that. It would mean a lot to her and to us. If you have a question as well, we love questions here. We're all about complex questions and creating a safe place to discuss them. If you'd like to find out more about that, visit our website, haventogether.com. Thanks for listening all the way through. Hope again that you enjoyed it and that you might tune in again next time. I'm Tom and this is the Figuring Life Out Together podcast.